Welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. On today's show, we will be diving in to what has been a wild week in the NHL. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've heard the music. You know what time it is. Do not get it twisted. This is the Locked On Hockey Fantasy Podcast. I'm your co-host, Big Flip Livingstone, and I'm here aside the DFS guru, the lock of the night king right now, Mr. Steel Roden. He is red hot with his picks, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's got the locks of the night rolling out the barn like ain't nobody's business. So make sure you tune in to the last episode, last segment of the show where he will be feeding you his lock of the night. I got a few picks for you too, so stay tuned. We're also going to be touching on Friday's DFS selections. As always, you know we got some good picks for you there too. But to kick off the show, Steel, we got to dive into the wild, wild week in the that has been the NHL coach firings, suspensions, retirements, little bit of everything. But realistically, what's going on in Boston is leaving some major fantasy holes for people's lineups, starting with Tuka Rask. Yeah, it's it's where the majority of the news is coming from this week out of Boston. Uh, Tuka Rask, he retires after 13 seasons. I'm not counting the first two seasons he played because he only played four games in each of those seasons. But yeah, 13 seasons, 308 wins, 500 out of 564 games, all-time wins, top 35 for Tuka Rask. And, you know, a lot of people took a chance on him. They picked him up, uh, you know, obviously hearing some of the rumors of him potentially coming back and then obviously signing the contract for the remainder of the season for the Boston Bruins. A lot of people took a chance on him, and it's not panning out for the people that did pick him up off waivers. Uh, unfortunately for Rask, the same kind of, you know, situation with Ben Bishop. He had surgery in the offseason uh, on his hip, for that matter. He was trying to get back to the game that we've seen him play so well over the last decade, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just it wasn't working out for him. The same type of situation with Ben Bishop. Unfortunately, it's the reason why he's retiring. The hip is just not reacting the way that he wanted to uh, with all of the rehab that he had to go through as well to get back in this position. So, a lot, a big hole to fill for people that took a chance on him. Uh, in you know, for the goalie, for the goalie department, uh, for Tuka Rask himself, I wish him all the best uh, with his future endeavors. What an absolute career, fantastic career he had with the Boston Bruins. Uh, I'm not trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased right now. You know, I am a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, so as much as I don't like the Bruins, Tuka Rask was an absolutely fantastic goaltender for the Bruins. Fantastic player, all around stud. So again, just want to congratulate him on an incredible career and wish him the wish him the best of luck on his future endeavors. I appreciate how classy you are and respectful you are, Steele, because I really don't want to be either <laughs> towards a guy who absolutely shredded, you know, as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan base, just shredded their hopes and dreams for a number of seasons in a row in the playoffs in the regular season. Uh, good for him. Unfortunately, to see him go out this way, it's no good. No one wants to see that. But realistically, he didn't look good when he came back. He didn't look comfortable. The hip is an issue. Uh, you know, he's been dealing with injuries. He's getting up there in age. Good for him. Send him off. I honestly wish him nothing but the best. Had has a killer career. 
but it leaves a hole in the Bruins blue paint that for the near future, fantasy owners are going to have to use a bit of a gap stop of either Jeremy Swayman or Linus Olmark, or maybe a combination of the two. And honestly, after diving into the numbers a little bit, I don't think Olmark has been as bad as Boston Bruin fans want to admit. 16-6-0 with a 9-13 save percentage and 2.64 goals against is respectable. More than respectable, in my opinion. And if you're looking at filling in for a guy like Rask, obviously you look to the line. You know me. I look in-house first for, for lineup holes. That's an option there. Swayman has been a little bit more inconsistent. You know, he got pumped the other night for four by Pittsburgh. Didn't look super solid in there. So there's that concern. But if you want to look away from the Boston Bruins, and I know you're not a big, but you're not sold on the Ottawa Senators turnaround just yet. Matt Murray, since being recalled from the AHL in late December, is 5-1-2 and two with a 9.30 save percentage and 2.33 goals against. That's an option there. I know it's not the one that you love. Probably you're going to want to make a trade if you're a guy who employs Rask and you still have a shot at it in your league. Like if you're out of it, who knows? You might just have to swallow it until next season. But if you have a chance at your league steal, I think we talked about it a bit. Maybe that a trade is the route you're going to have to look for to replace a goalie. It might You might have to sacrifice a pick if you're in a dynasty league, but it's not going to be pretty either way you slice it. I think a trade is, you know better than going after a guy like Matt Murray. It's the more, it's the situation I would tend to lean towards mm. uh, looking for a trade. Obviously, you know, someone in your league must have two or three absolute studs in the crease that you can trade for a guy like Matt Murray. I tend to stay away from because he's the utter definition of injury prone. This guy gets injured so often. Like you mentioned, he has played really good or, you know, pretty well of recently. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this guy just gets injured so often, he's on a team that I'm not sold on that is, you know, trending in the right direction. I usually stay away from a guy like Matt Murray. I have past experience with him, so that's why I stay away from him. Yeah, you're jaded. It's okay. I am jaded a little bit. But still, like Matt Murray is just, you know, over the last seasons, he's missed so many games, injury, concussions. Mm -hmm. Uh, His his catching hand has been injured so so many times lower body injuries. This guy gets injured so much. He has to get sent down to the AHL for conditioning stints. For me, I tend to stay away from a guy like Matt Murray and goalies who get injured very, very mm -hmm. often. There yeah. are goalies on the market, a lot of them being backup goalies. But So that's why I would say look for a trade in your league from a team that has two or three absolute studs. Trade If you're in a dynasty, like Flip said, trade some prospects or some draft picks. Um, you know, obviously you're going to have to trade maybe a, you know, a superstar forward for an absolute stud in the crease. So I would go with a trade in this situation. Yeah. Fixing a, fixing a hole, take it from someone who's had like a perennial gaping, like crater sized hole in his goalie roster for a number of years <laughs> in my dynasty leagues. It's not fun to have to fix a, a goalie problem. That is by far the hardest situation to come out of. So couple of options there with a trade maybe a couple of options for a pickup i would suggest if you're not going to make a trade look to the boston bruins goalies they're still in the mix they're still playing behind a good boston bruins front five most of the most of the nights so there's an option there but also still this is a, a bit of a bad week not a bit of a bad week a really bad week from the boston bruins from rast's retirement 
to Brad Marchand's antics. You know, you like to call him a doughhead. I like to call him a hothead. Whatever you want to call him. He's not making the right decisions on the ice this past week, obviously. He's out for six-game suspension. That's the eighth time he's been suspended in his career. You mentioned it to me before. This is kind of what you get with Brad Marchand from the fantasy perspective. But like you, as you mentioned as well, and I want to give you credit for this, is this is a really tricky situation to replace because you can't just slot him on the IR. You can't just stick him down on your injured reserve. And you might have to either, you know, take a risk on a guy and replace him, or he's going to have to just sit there and take up space so that no one else in your league picks him up. Steel, what do you think about that, pal? It is a sticky situation because – Obviously, you don't want to drop a guy like Brad Marchand because someone will easily pick him up without hesitation. Within the mm-hmm. first minute he hits the free agent market, someone's picking him up. So for me, if if it were me in this situation, I would leave him on my bench. I would try to fill the hole some other type of way, but I would not drop a guy like Brad Marchand. But like I mentioned before, this is the type of thing, the type of player you get when you draft Brad Marchand. You're going to get 80 plus points in a season. Absolute stud offensively. We already mm-hmm. know this. But he is this type of player, a guy like Tom Wilson, who's going to get suspended a lot, who's going to, you know, show a lot of these antics to his opponents, which put him in this situation. Like you said, he's been suspended eight times, which is the most in NHL history. He's lost $1.5 million from fines and suspensions. And like I said before, you know, obviously NHL players don't make chump change, but compared to NBA and NFL players, that's a lot of money, $1.5 million. So again, a guy like Marshan, he's out of the lineup for six games, which is probably going to be out for two weeks, depending on what the Boston Bruins schedule is. They usually play three games a week, uh, as well as we can't forget Patrice Bergeron's out with injury as well. So it's a tough mm-hmm. week for the Boston Bruins, especially with the Detroit Red Wings trying to make a push for that last playoff spot. It's funny that you mentioned their schedule. Three of their next six games, how about the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers, and Colorado Avalanche rolling into town? So not only is Marshawn's move exacerbated by having to play these teams, um, you're in a really tough spot fantasy-wise. If you're looking at maybe dropping a guy that you've been trying to hang on to that isn't panning out and you need to make a a push for the playoffs fantasy-wise, a guy like Jared McCann on the Seattle Kraken, who Steele loves to talk about from a DFS perspective, You know, he's only owned in 36% of ESPN leagues, and he's playing well right now. Three goals, two assists in his last six games. So if you really can't afford to leave Marshan in there to collect zero points for six games, do some shuffling, do some juggling. You might have to roll the dice, but maybe roll the dice with a guy like Jared McCann. Um, I mentioned Matt Boldy before, 20% of rostered leagues. He's playing well of late. But realistically, the Boston Bruins are, are in tough over the next little while. And, you know, they're going to need a shot of energy from somewhere where you can find a shot of energy, though, is <laughs> Bill Bars. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. My boy Steele, he's a fiend for that 100% real chocolate. He's got Bill Bars coming out of everywhere. He loves the <laughs> low-calorie, high-protein. You replace the candy bars with these, don't you, Steele? They're just better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You don't want that. Go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Honestly, what else do you want? Most built bars contain only 130 calories. Compare that to a candy bar, which has over 240 on average. And honestly, ain't nobody got time for that. 
But what we do have time for is the delicious Bill Bar flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and Steele's favorite, the new one of the month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're delicious, and there's new flavors coming out all the time. At Bilt Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy after that. <laughs> I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off. Thank us later. For my boy Steel, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off. Thanks again so much, everyone, for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every single day. We are here for you Monday to Friday across all platforms. You find your favorite content. But make sure to check out Olympic Daily Hockey. Make it your second listen presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. And just like us, it is free wherever you get your podcasts. Steel, brother, it is your time to shine. As much as you've been putting me to shame on the picks front, I'm loving what you're doing DFS-wise. We're feeling it right now. I'm hoping the listeners out there are really just cluing in on this because, you know, I know I've been gassing you up a bit, but we're starting to hit our stride, especially you, my friend. So props do. Let's hear what you got for Friday night's mini mini four-game board, right? So this part of the show is going to be a little shorter than usual, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be any less filled with winners. So make sure you got get the volume jacked up, put the noise-canceling <laughs> headphones on, and let's tap in. All right, Steel? Yeah, you know, the kid's absolutely hot, so I'm going to continue mm. rolling with the picks that I've had over the last Jeez. couple of weeks. You know, not, you know, you've been hyping me up. i got to hype myself up I because have I have been I've, – I've been, you know – I've been doing a lot better than I thought I was. And, you know, I've been absolutely on, I've been absolutely rolling with the picks right here. So DFS segment, only four games on the schedule, like you said, flip. And I've mentioned these guys before I'm sticking with the Dallas stars versus the Winnipeg jets. That top line has been absolutely absurd offensively. Mm. Super, super fantastic for the Dallas stars. So I'm sticking with Rupe hints and Jason Robertson on that top line. Two goals from Robertson and two points from Hint in that 4-3 win over the Nashville Predators Wednesday night. So I'm yes, sticking sir. with those top guys. You can actually find some great value with the guys on the second line as well, like Tyler Sagan, even Jamie Benn. Those guys have been struggling recently. So they're gonna be their price is definitely gonna be a lot lower. Mm -hmm. Let's find some great value. And with Jamie Benn, who's been having one of the worst years of his career so far. He's going to continue to hit people. He's going to continue to put shots on net. So he's still going to continue to put points up, but he's still trying to find those opportunities to get himself on the board. So I'm going to, you know, pick him as well for some great depth value. And then the second game of the, of the night for Friday is the Anaheim Ducks versus, versus the Seattle Kraken. Now I usually tend to go with the guys on the top line of the Seattle Kraken. Like Flip mentioned, I love Jared McCann. He's been absolutely fantastic this season. Yes, sir. But in this case, I'm going with the Anaheim Ducks. Whoa. Trevor Zegers, Ricard Raquel, John Gibson, even Tossin, Jamie Drysdale on the back end. I'm going heavy with the Anaheim Ducks. I think they're going to continue rolling in the right direction to start the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe Ricard Raquel and Jamie Drysdale will be overpriced whatsoever. Probably in the 3000 to 3500 range especially against the Seattle Kraken team that's been struggling the entire season. Mm -hmm. I like those guys right there. And then obviously with Trevor Zegers and John Gibson, 
they're going to be super expensive because they're some of the best players on the Ducks organization right now. Yeah, the Ducks have one of those rosters that, you know, there's a couple of pieces there that are starting to look really intriguing. I watched the game, uh, Germany-Canada, the Olympic game. They also have Mason McTavish, a 19-year-old kid playing in the OHL still. He was a third overall draft pick. He's looking great on the Olympic ice. So the Ducks might be a team to keep your eye on just in general. DFS, Dynasty, keep your eyes on some of the young players on the Ducks. Steele mentioned them for value. Look down the Ducks lineup on Friday night to two guys who you can definitely get at bargain prices who play a lot of power play minutes on the blue line for the Ducks and Cam Fowler and Shattenkirk, Kevin Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk's turned black the clock this year offensively. He's having a great season. These are two guys that, sure, they're not every game point producers, but they can definitely chip in on the power play. They get a ton of PP one time, and those would be two guys if you're looking for some blue line help, you're looking for some cheap options for offensively on the Ducks. I could see the Ducks laying a beat down on the Kraken. I'll get to that next, <laughs> but I like yeah, these picks steal. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, there's only four games on the schedule, and the other two yeah. matchups are the New York Islanders versus the Edmonton Oilers. You could obviously go with the Edmonton Oilers. It's funny because the trend I've noticed over the last couple of seasons is when a coach gets fired, you know, when they, you know, when the interim head coach comes in or a new hired head coach comes mm -hmm. in, they usually end up winning that first game by, a, you know, a pretty good margin. So again, you could go with the top guys on the Edmonton Oilers because they did just hire uh, a new head coach in Jay Woodcroft after firing Dave Tippett as well. You right. could also go with the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Arizona Coyotes. That could be an absolute demolishing uh, as well in that matchup. So, like I said, there's you know there's great superstars, there's great depth value to find in every single game you you could, every single game in the in the uh, in the schedule for Friday night. Uh, but again, those are the two matchups that really stuck uh, stuck out to me. It's in the angle with Edmonton is interesting because you know we don't have a stack guy, but a stack guy could be used right now for how do teams perform the first game back after a firing. You want to think they're you know fired up and kind of ready to go, but who knows? We're not in the locker room, right? We don't know how the team's going to react. Edmonton is a bit of a mess now. We've talked about them a lot. The one thing I do want to highlight here for future DFS points on the Edmonton Oilers and just fantasy in general. With the coach coming up from the AHL's, uh, I think it's the Bakersfield Condors, um, he's going to be giving a lot of Edmonton's young players a solid, solid look down the stretch here. So even the Stuart Skinners of the world in net, he's going to be getting more of a look. Some young players that this coach was close to are going to be getting more of a look. So keep an eye on some of these Edmonton Oilers players over the next couple of weeks to see how they respond. Because I have a feeling, it's I've said it before, but... I think it's going to be boom or bust. I really do because this Edmonton Oilers team has already proven that they can reel off losses with the best of them. So who knows what this means for its deal down the stretch here. Yeah. And, and you know, I actually might be the stat guy for us flip. Um, yes. I actually did find a pretty interesting yeah. stat on Twitter today and uh, four, four coaches in seven years for McDavid so far in his NHL career, four head coaches. Yes. And then it gets worse. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had Whoa. 12 head coaches in 11 years. What? So, yeah. Hold on. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had 12 head coaches in how many years? Uh, 12 head coaches or 12. Yeah, he's on his 12th coach in 11 years uh, for Edmonton. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So hey, hashtag, hashtag Edmonton Oilers. Figure it out. Holy so, crow. Yeah. 
they obviously can't find, they obviously can't get it right for no. those talented players they have up front. So, you know, obviously it's not just the player's fault of, you know, for being so bad over the last couple of seasons and not getting deep into the playoffs. It's obviously the head coaching jobs as well. It's obviously the general manager's fault. It's everyone's fault in Edmonton. Let's just put it the blame on everybody in Edmonton. So flip, I will be the stat guy for us. And if I'm not the stat guy, Get your stats on betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before as football continues into this weekend for the Super Bowl, for the big game. So make sure you check it out on there. But it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute up info and on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all platforms, which also includes YouTube. So make sure you go follow and subscribe <laughs> to both those channels. Thank you so much for supporting us. Flip and I really appreciate all the support we get from you. Uh, with that being said, it's now time for Flip's favorite segment. It's where the money's at. Big time bets with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. Like we mentioned, there's only four games on the schedule. But there are some interesting lines to uh, to talk about here. And Flip, I'll throw it over to you because I know you're very excited to mention your first pick. I'm hungry, Steele. The Bilt Bar conversation <laughs> has gotten the belly rolling. Um, but I'm hungry for a winner. I t I've been taking L's on the chin aggressively. Thursday's or uh, Wednesday's picks were not pretty. Thank goodness Steele is keeping this life raft afloat. Um, shout out <laughs> to you again. Uh, I'm going to turn it around in a hurry, though. I'm still picking at over 50%, so hang in with your boy here. Friday night, mini board. I'm going right back to the Anaheim Ducks-Seattle Kraken game. You know, sue me for taking a home, a home favorite. I need to get back on the winning board. The Anaheim Ducks, we've talked about how sneaky good they've been. They're in the mix for the Pacific Crown. I think they need to start getting some more credit than they're getting. They've also faced the Kraken twice this year. You know me, excuse me, when it comes to trends. They've also beat the pants off them in their two games. 4-1 convincing, 7-4 convincing. That was two late goals there. It could have been a really crooked performance in their second game. Seattle just doesn't play well away from home. There are only six wins away from home this year. They're one of the worst te road teams in the league. And not like this means too much, but in their last 15 games against the Western Conference, they have two wins. So some they're not liking that West Coast cooking. They're not liking the Western Conference cooking. I'm not overthinking this one. Ducks money line minus 150 gets me back in the win column. I'll throw it back over to you for a pick or two before I finish with my second favorite and lock of the night would actually both come from the same game. So, Steele, what are you feeling for Friday's mini four-game amuse-bouche to Saturday? <laughs> I Flip, I like your Anaheim Ducks pick there. That's exactly why I stayed away from the Seattle Kraken players in the DFS selections there. So. Right. Like, like you said, they, they're terrible on the road this season, so I'm sticking with the Anaheim Ducks for DFS. And you mentioned it. Your boy's red hot right now. I've been on fire this entire week, even the last two weeks. Mm. Perfect three for three, even two for three this entire week as well. So I'm going to test myself a little bit. I'm going That's a little it. different route because it is only okay. four games on the schedule. My I like first this. Pick, my first pick is the Edmonton Oilers puck line versus the Islanders. That is my first pick of the night. And like I said, it always trends in the direction of when a new coach comes into an organization as mm. the head coach, mm. that team usually ends up winning. 
and by a significant margin. So I'm going to test my luck here. I'm going to test okay. my skill and my expertise. Like I'm going with the Edmonton Oilers puck line versus the New York Islanders. I like it, Steele. <laughs> hit, me, hit me with one more. Hit me with your next one. one. What okay. else you got? Second, second one, like I've mentioned, I'm going to keep the ball rolling with the Dallas Stars here. Anytime mm. assist from Rupe Hints versus the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Like I've mentioned, this guy over the last seven games, seven to eight games, has 14 points. He's been absolutely rolling for the Dallas Stars. That entire top line for the for for the mm -hmm. for that fact has been absolutely rolling. Jason Robertson, Rupe Hens, Joe Pavelski has slowed down a little bit, but I would expect him to continue to get back on the right track in this game against the Winnipeg Jets. For me, I'm going with anytime assist from Rupe Hens, and you know what? I'll throw my last pick of the night. This Good. one should be fairly easy. Tampa Bay Lightning puck line against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'm very, very hopeful that Andre Vasilevsky is in net, but if he's not, I still have trust in their backup goaltender because they have so many superstars on the, on the, on the, <laughs> don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Hey, I'm throwing I, the I, thumbs I have, down. I'm throwing the I thumbs have, down. I have, still. Faith, I have faith in Brian Elliott as their backup goaltender. They have too many stars up front. They have absolute studs on the blue line as well. And against this Arizona Coyotes team, that's, which is one of the worst teams in the NHL alongside the Seattle Kraken and Montreal Canadiens, I'm taking the Tampa Bay on the puck line as well. So I'm testing myself, Flip. I'm testing myself. You are testing yourself, and I've given you all the credit, and you deserve it. But I'm not liking this spot for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also, I don't know where you were looking at your lines, but I saw a puck line all the way at minus two for the Tampa Bay Lightning today. So if I can alternative get, puck line, alternative puck line. If I can get <laughs> them at no, not alternative puck line. I saw it on the board on on bet on not bet three six five. Anyway, there are some numbers out there for them plus two, and what I'm seeing is them plus two at minus one twenty on the puck line. I'm taking that all day long in a situation where they're coming off a big game Thursday night against the Colorado Avalanche. You know Andre Vasilevsky's in the cage Thursday night. He might play back-to-back -back for sure. That could be something that could happen and kind of pooch my angle here. But for now, it's projected that it's doo-doo Brian Elliott. He should have retired by now. I'm not <laughs> feeling that angle at all. The last time Tampa Bay visited Arizona... 7-3 win for the Coyotes. That was a year and a half ago. Don't get me wrong. Different team, different up, up, up. The past is in the past. <laughs> Maybe. But for minus 120 at plus two on the puck line, I'm taking the Arizona Coyotes as my lock of the night. That's my lock of the night. We're going to get a side bet graphic up going because we've gotten some good side bet action between me and Steele. He's going Tampa minus one and a half. I'm going the other way. Arizona plus two for minus 120. That's my lock of the night. But I also do like this one to be a bit of a high-scoring game. You mentioned the Stars on the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're going to probably get theirs even on a back-to-back. -back. Arizona's defense is Swiss cheese. I do like them to keep it close, but I also like Steven Stamkos anytime assist. He has a good track record of late. One goal and three assists over his last four games and 16 points out of 17 career regular season games against Arizona. I like the Coyotes to keep it close, plus two, but I also like Tampa to get theirs. Stammer with the apple, anytime assist. I'm really feeling these pick steal. I really need a win. So I'll recap mine. <laughs> Ducks money line, Arizona plus two, and Steven Stamkos anytime assist. And I'm bouncing back in a big way because if not, 
I, I might just have to step aside and just call this the Steel Show. Steel's big time bets because I'm king of the podcast. King of the podcast. I'm getting put to shame <laughs> over here, but good for you, brother. And uh, I'm feeling it. Friday's going to be a turnaround for me. You can put that in, in, in writing. All right. So Flip's lock of the night is the Arizona Coyotes puck line at two at plus 120, you said? Minus 120, sir. Sorry, minus 120 for Flip's lock of the night. My lock of the night is actually going to be the Oilers puck line versus the New York Islanders. I feel it big time, especially with this new coaching change. So lock it in, pencil it in, put those bets in Friday night for yourself. Win some money. With that being said, thank you so much for making Locked On Fantasy Hockey your first listen every day. If you want more gambling advice and what you should pick, make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, just like this podcast right here. So please go make sure you follow and, and subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and you'll get the latest episode of this podcast every day as soon as it's available. Make sure you go and check us out on YouTube. Leave some comments. You can even uh, find us on Twitter uh, at Locked on Fantasy Hockey Show. Message us with some interesting trades maybe some uh, situations that's happening in your leagues. We'll try our best to help you out in that situation. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you again so much for tuning in for today's podcast with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with your bets tonight. Have a great weekend, and we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.